21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. And in reality, we have to walk through some uncertain times anytime that there's a huge change, specifically in the finance sector. I saw this in healthcare technology as well. When healthcare technology was still based on paper and you had to have this massive shift into electronics. And there was a lot of unknowns similar to what we have in crypto. And so this unsettling feeling is normal for me. I think there's a very big shift in the financial world right now with respect to what is the underlying systems that are going to drive financial. Right now in, you know, the second quarter of 2023, there's a lot of uncertainty around the US dollar. What is backing that? And so you're seeing the massive shifts happening at multiple levels. One is what's the value backing a currency, whether it's Bitcoin and the skepticism around that or the US dollar and the skepticism that's around that. Then you have the underlying system that will move a currency from point A to point B. If I want to get US dollars from myself to you, how am I going to do that? If I want to get crypto from myself to you, you know, how do I do that? And so there, there's multiple things that are happening right now that, that I would say are massive shifts in the financial world. You have Fox News at one side or CNBC, CNN on the other side. So what's what's the reality? You know, I, yeah, great question. I, I don't I don't pay attention to either one of those organizations. And and the reason is, is I, I, only, I feel like I'm only going to get what they want me to believe. And so that's the tough part is finding what the truth is. And I believe the truth of the US dollar is at jeopardy today based on the research I've, I've done. Uh, and I, I also believe that the federal government has to create a better method for getting dollars to move around, you know, the world. And so the Federal Reserve is implementing a new service called FedNow. FedNow is similar to FedACH and FedWire. It's not a central bank digital coin, uh, digital currency. Uh, it, it's not a CBDC. It's a new service that instantly moves funds within banks. And that is extremely helpful and kind of meets where cryptocurrency is today. In today's world, if I want to move a million dollars using crypto, I can do that instantaneously. If I want to move a million dollars using our banking system, I cannot do that instantaneously. So, you know, that is good that the federal government is finally kind of getting up to par. It has a ways to go, though.
what about the rest of the world so what's the crypto macroeconomic situation or glo global economic situation yeah well the global economic situation i think is is very much in flux and i'm going to go back to the us dollar which has dominated the world for the last 50 years is the primary currency is now in question and so what is going to what is going to come in and fill that gap and this is honestly it's a really good time for crypto to fill that gap you have a lot of transparency which where i believe transparency is good with government as a citizen uh, i want to be able to have some level of anonymity behind my transaction i'm not doing anything illegal but i really don't need a federal government watching my every transaction at a government level i i love the idea of transparency where crypto provides that so i do think now is a great time for governments to begin leveraging crypto in in a way that facilitates transactions The majority of countries have used the U.S. dollar to trade, it most specifically with respect to oil. And so, most recently, yep, yep. And so, most recently, you're seeing countries move away from that, which means that there's really less of a reason for them to stockpile the U.S. dollar within their banks. And part of that, I believe, is just the the what is back in the U.S. dollar, and the U.S. government continues to just pump. Uh, and print more and more money, which uh, creates more volatility around the world and weakens the U.S. dollar. How do you even cope with all those different influences, let's say on that way? Yeah, you know, I, I personally, in our company, we won't solve those problems. We're going to be in a position to assist individuals, though, who want to be in the crypto space and we make it really easy. So our goal is to focus on the consumer and to make it really simple. And not just simple, but also keep it safe. Uh, there are a lot of people that want to get into crypto, but they know that there's a lot of risk. And so we're finding ways to de-risk uh, uh, individuals' exposure to crypto. And the other, the other way is we really focus on the tokens that are, we believe are solid and are good programs. So you have, you have less concern with, you know, a cryptocurrency is just going to go up and then go back down to zero. You have a strong background in, in building great teams centered on customer needs. How do you ensure CoinLion's team remains focused on delivering, let's say, the 
best possible user experience. Yeah, in my prior life, I spent you know 20 plus years in healthcare technology, building electronic medical records and all of the billing systems that go the billing systems that go with that. And in order to get adoption, uh, we had to take very complex solutions and make them simple. And so that's one of the things that I feel like I'm great at is taking a very complex situation and creating simplicity. And that's what we've done at CoinLion. It's not healthcare technology. It, it is a complicated uh, and historically it has not been very user-friendly. Crypto has not been very user-friendly. Uh, and we're doing it in a way that's very simple. And it's also really secure so that individuals don't have to walk through what happened with FTX or some of these other projects. Uh, when you speak about the risk, what do you mean? How, how your system helped me as a user to be more in peace with myself and my investment? Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's really there's really uh, a few different ways. One is we we are really careful about how we leverage and manage all of our user funds. We always keep a one to one ratio of all user assets at all time. We we don't take and stake and move uh, assets off the platform. We're not trying to leverage anybody's assets. And part of that is we're just we're not driven by greed. Uh, I'm driven to build a really uh, successful business built on the the a really good solid foundation, and so this is why you won't see an FTX scenario happen. Uh, if there was a run on the bank, that would be easy for us to do because all of the assets are there and have always been there. So that's number one. Number number two uh, is we we have this ability to create uh, stop losses. So that if the market starts to fall 10%, 20%, 30%, it'll stop loss you out. You can sit on the sidelines uh, or you can get back in and play. But a lot of platforms don't have that same built-in uh, stop loss functionality. And so it's one of the ways we can have some downside protection for users. 10% or less? Oh, even less. There are some of our accounts that set them at like 5% or 3% and they're, they're, they've got really tight stop losses. That can be a little dangerous in crypto to have tight stop losses because the market fluctuates so rapidly. We don't deal with, you know, crappy tokens. So some of these tokens, like there's just thousands of tokens that uh, were built based on hype, not value. If there's value, we'll put it onto the exchange, onto our platform. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. Can you explain to all of us a little bit more about the last one? So value, what is the value? What is crappy token? What is, what's not? You know, I, I met an individual about three months ago, and he said that his net worth a year ago was $800 million, and now it's zero. And I was like, how in the world, what happened? And he said, well, we built this, you know, crypto token, and it, it shot up, and my value was $800 million. 
And then it tanked and went to zero. I said, what? Well, I'm curious, like, how does it happen? Did you like, was there any value behind the token? He's like, no, it was just hype. Like we just wanted to hype it up and, and hope that there was enough people that would just, it would hold the value there. And you know, with time we would find out how to build value. I'm like, are you like, how does that work? And so those are the scenarios that we just, we don't play in that game. And so we have a, a smaller subset of tokens and, and they're the solid ones. And that's, you know, we really feel like we can protect our users by not having those. Now, if, if you want to go find those crazy one-off tokens and you want to try to hit a big, there's lots of platforms you can do that. We're not one. Is there anything like minimum valuable product in talk, token industry? <laughs> no, there's really not. It, no, there's no. not. There's a lot of tokens that are truly built on hype and that's it. There's no underlying value. So with, with our token, we are building in, it's, it's a utility token. Uh, the utility token lion uh, is creating more value, but that value is really on our platform. And so you can get discounted fees. Uh, we have a HODL program where you're able to kind of hold this and get rewarded incentivized in certain ways. Uh, and, and so the utilities that we're building out are really around this, this token on our platform. And it's like many other utility tokens, you can't buy or sell or trade our Lion token on other exchanges. Why? It's a utility token designed for our platform. So our goal is not to get this on every exchange around the world. It's like, hey, this is where it's used at. Anybody can take and buy it and move it off the platform because it's crypto. Uh, you can hold it in your own wallet, but the utility is really built around uh, the value on our platform. And regarding the platform, it's a auto trading platform. What does it mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's an auto trading platform designed around trying to to capitalize on the volatility. So the market can move two to five percent in a single day. So how do you capitalize and win? You know, how do you just get one to two percent? Uh, but you do that hundreds hundreds of times. And so we use bots behind the scenes to make all those trades for you, knowing that crypto is trading 24 hours a day. And you and I, we have to sleep. We're not gonna watch the market all the time. So one aspect of the platform is this auto trading. And the other aspect is that you have what's called a publisher who is a sophisticated trader that says, hey, I'm gonna publish my strategies. Now you can't see them, but he publishes his statistics on, hey, here's, here's what I'm doing and here's what all of my subscribers have been able to do. Here's their winnings. Or if the market's down, they're losing, you'll see if they're losing. There's no way for them to monkey with their stats. And so you can subscribe to that publisher with 50% of your, your portfolio or 10%. And when you subscribe, you inherit and take on all of those strategies. You can't see them, you can't modify them, but you inherit that so that when the system says buy, it buys. And when it says sell, you sell. And so it's really, really simple for that average person who has no idea what they're doing. They have no clue about crypto, but they want to follow somebody who does know what they're doing.
Personal development plays a crucial role in success. Could you share some of your daily routines, mindset practices, or habits contributing to your achievements as an entrepreneur and leader, Eric? Yeah. Well, so they have they've changed over time. Uh, in the peak of my uh, in my prior life in the healthcare technology space, I was at the gym by probably five thirty in the morning, work out for an hour. Uh, I would spend time, um, you know, journaling, meditating, reading scripture, diving into work. You go hard, and then you'd see family at the end of the day, and then you dive back into work. And that regimen worked for about 10 years. I don't know that it was perfected. And I say that because today I spend more time with family and friends, but I optimize my time for work. And, and so when you only have six hours to work in a day, you're going to optimize those six hours for exactly what you need to work on. If you have 12 hours of work, you will find work for 12 hours, but you end up working on things that you may not need to. So I've, I've personally found success uh, going 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week, but I found that at the expense of family and friends. I'm of the belief looking in hindsight that working 70, 80, 90 hours and losing family and friends doesn't, isn't the winning strategy. And so today I work in a different, uh, different pace, yet I believe we're going to see the same outcomes. From a social responsibility, um, I take that very serious, uh, both fiscally where I am, uh, I'm investing financially into people's lives around the world. So whether that's in India, uh, orphanages. So I, I've adopted two kids from China uh, and I've got three kids biologically. And through that process, I realized you can't adopt every child in the world, but you can find ways to invest into them. So I've done that, whether that's feeding, whether it's building buildings for them. Uh, we've built clinics uh, that have been focused on orphan kids or uh, single mothers, uh, and primarily that's been done in Haiti. Uh, I do a lot locally here in South Dakota uh, through different programs. Um, one of the projects was even just a skate park here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for kids that love to skateboard. Uh, and some of that goes into human trafficking. Uh, and then I get my hands dirty with having kids to the house, uh, integrating underprivileged kids into my own house with my own kids uh, in a way that just takes time and energy. So yes, I, I believe that um, we, we all have a responsibility to invest back into our society in the most tangible ways possible. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.
Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.